0: Hello, welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Hough from Twickenham. Um, the season is all done and dusted. We've had 18 weeks of combat. Uh, we know who's going up, we know who's going down. And as ever, um, Sal and Ali from North London and myself are going to talk you through it. Sal, how are you? Are you good? Dan, I'm a bit down at the minute, mate. September just, it's almost the September's one of them sort of
1: gloomy months, isn't it, really, now? Because I'm back at work. Annoying cricketing is over yep. more annoying and the weather's going to change soon it's going to get dark again and miserable so it's almost like you know the, the end is near but you know i'm going to hang in there till till next april when it all goes off, off again so yeah
0: yeah well, i know what you mean You've got 34 weeks of don't know is that how many weeks it is here, oh, here. Oh, no. 34 weeks of non-cricket related stuff can be quite a a tough one to get through can't it but um there for the grace of God and all that. And you've had a busy weekend, Sal. I believe they're giving Premier League games to any old umpires now, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? If you play the right amount, you get the, you get the right game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, I was, I was
1: um, yeah I was I stood in a Premier League game this Saturday, which was a fantastic experience. I'll come to later on. But yeah, um, i would have over the moon to get that appointment, um, and hopefully, you know, more in the future. But there's a lot of hard work to be done, you know, in between. Um, the season when it starts and when it does start for me to carry and get that kind of level of game but yeah it was a really good experience me. probably
0: enjoyed it well congratulations bit being serious you know they, they don't they do not hand these games out to anybody they're, they're serious games of cricket as, as as you know and I know and um you know I, I think uh fair, fair play to anybody who's asked to to, to to umpire a premier league game so congrats mate a good way to end the season I suppose it was a nice way to round it off
1: yeah brilliant I mean as I said got, got told last week buzzing all week really excited about it um Thoroughly enjoyed the game and still with a guy Jamie Crawley, a really good colleague. Um so we have got really well, that always helps as well. Um, but yeah, as I said, something that I'll you know um,
0: look back on. Um with lots of sort of you know satisfaction and enjoyment. And so that there weren't 17 run outs and 35 penalty runs or anything, were they? You know, it was all it was all pretty straight down the line, was it? We had a runner, but um that was okay. We kind of dealt with it. Yeah, when I saw a runner,
1: up a oh, God, yeah. yeah, sort of runner coming out, I thought, oh, come on, please. Um <laughs> it, it was fine,
0: it was okay in the end. Cool. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so, in the Premier League on Saturday, I mean, we, we traditionally start at the top, but I guess uh, we, we know who's won, and that's Teddington. They were deserved champions this year, and we'll get to them in a second. But I guess the real interest was at the bottom, right? And that was, that was sorted out when Shepherds Bush came to the party against Richmond. Yeah,
1: Bush didn't relent until, did they, going to the final um, week of cricket in the league, um, and they've secured second place. So, what well done to everyone at the Bush. Uh, I think they're that's the highest placing from my member for quite a few years now. Um, defeated Richmond by 105 runs So Richmond now. We're playing Div1 cricket next season. Uh two eighty five for nine. George Cullen's eighty eight and Howard Bywaters fifty-three. Richmond unfortunately couldn't get anywhere near that total. Um 180 all out. It was that, that Bush attack this season being so potent. They really had a great season, some great sort of um bowlers in terms of in the seam and spin department, and again they all came to the party. Wickets were shared around, as I said in Richmond unfortunately, are looking Um, That season did one in 2023.
0: Yeah, I mean, chasing 285, particularly with that bush bowling attack, is always going to be a challenge. But um, I know when we went down four or five years ago, it took me about two months to pluck up the courage to say to Carlos Nunes that you you don't get relegated on the final day, actually. It's the whole 18 game thing, isn't it? And I, I guess Richmond will look back and see a few games where they could have got a few more points. Um, and a few a few chances that slipped away, but ultimately they were they were 15 points off, off Twickenham, weren't they? I don't know if you followed um, that game in any detail. I
1: did. So when I finished my game, we were at T. I was sort of following along. Um, Nick Brown was at, at the game, so he was giving me updates. Um, so I mean, you have to look at Lazarus from your side, don't you? A great comeback by Gergit Sandu. Um, <laughs> I mean, I thought he was out for the whole season. Next minute, he's rock up and
0: take it with it. Four, four or five weeks he took? Five. five. So did so nice. I. I write a little preview for our website every uh, Friday morning and, and they had a, Carlos had a 12 that he was picking from, and, and Gurdjieff wasn't in it. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got no idea when when he became available. I mean, I, I think there was a little bit of, we'll keep this under wraps in case it doesn't come oh, okay. up um, But the first time I became aware of it was about 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, and, and you know I'm club secretary. So, so yeah, it was very much um, kept under the radar, I think partly because Gurdjieff is playing football, um, it, right back in the spring and so hasn't played any cricket uh, and I know he's been been getting better but um, yeah, it was a surprise to all of us when he turned up and played and obviously taking a 5 for in that sort of game he he, he, you know, he did the job, didn't he?
1: He did, I mean, with Richmond losing it was in, 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 what say, in material, in material yeah, yeah. whether you guys yeah. won or lost but you didn't know that at the time, did you? So you go out the intention to win <laughs> um, and, and to beat Crouch at home is is no mean feat. You know, they're, they're very strong at home. They rely, you know, here we doing their spinners who take lots of wickets and they've got a strong line lineup as well. Um, so as I said, gergic played a massive part in that, in that in that right. victory, taking five wickets, Crouch and all that for one seven five. We did see some sort of bright light for um Crouch and where Joel Curtis scored forty six and now holds the league record. So fantastic achievement, Joel Curtis. Congratulations from for me, I'm sure Dan as well. Where come my thoughts in yes, terms absolutely it's a phenomenal performance, breaking a yeah. league record. You know, in Premier cricket, um, you know, people can say we had a whole season in cricket, 18 games, but still, he has to do, he has to get the runs, and he's done it. You know, in some great, some great season, many memorable games where he just took b- bowlers apart. Um, where we come next season, I'm not sure. We are hoping to get one before he goes back to Australia, so hopefully we can get it sorted out. But yeah, um, a great achievement from Joel. You know, he's I'm, I'm probably looking back and thinking. The one record I should have broken as well was getting the most entries, and he had two really good chances in the last two weeks. But he scored ninety-eight, and I think it was ninety-four, it might be. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's pretty pleased with his efforts so far this season. Yeah.
0: Well, if that's the only criticism we can hurl at him, he's had a pretty good year, hasn't he? He has indeed. <laughs> Too uh, many nineties, Joel. Come on, sort it out. You know, that's, I, I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, um, fantastic. Not. I was also thinking for Crouch End. I, I suspect there was a few of their players walking off the field thinking, "We're going to end up fifth here." But it didn't pan out that way, did it? Because, of course, they got two points for a very close finish. We tried our level best to chuck it away, Sal. You know, we we, we lost three wickets very in, in sort of collie wobble fashion at the end. But we just about got there. But it did mean Krejci got two points. And that meant that uh, even though Stan, uh, Stanmore won, they beat Hornsey. But with those two points, Stanmore couldn't, Stanmore couldn't catch them. So they finished a point behind. And they probably didn't expect North Mid to... Um, well, didn't expect, they didn't know what North Mid were going to do. And they lost, which meant that North Mid couldn't get past them either. So, um Clarkson did finish third, which all in all is probably, a you know, a pretty decent achievement. Yeah, I mean, they'll be,
1: we, we, you know, knowing the people behind the scenes and, and, and the captain here and then the Vice-Captain, they do have high standards and, you know, last year they, they excelled and won the league, which is an amazing achievement for the club and I'm sure, you know, next season they'll be looking to get back onto that kind of trail of being, you know, titled contenders, um, which I think they see themselves as. But and there's no harm in seeing that way as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, third place, they lost the semi-final of the cup. They probably would have been thinking, can we get to a final? And the top three finish will take that. But unfortunately, they got knocked out by Eating last week. Um, but yeah, as I said, it just shows, as a club, how the strides they've made. Um, they won the league, finishing the top three this year. And I'm sure next season, their goal will be to get back and become champions again.
0: Yeah, they'll be they'll be going going for the top place, won't they? No doubt about that. But I do think you know third place is never a disaster in the Premier League. You, you've always done pretty well if you're finishing third in that level of cricket. So, you know, congrats to that to them as well. And of course, the same would apply for Stanmore, a newly promoted side. Um, you know they, they, they are at one point behind Crouch and they're in fourth and they had a pretty convincing win against Hornsey to round off their campaign didn't they
1: yeah and also saw so Steve Reingold join the 1,000 club this year so we've had four players this season scored over yeah. 1,000 runs and he's one of those and we obviously Joel Curtis is uh, top in the charts but Steve Reingold had a phenomenal season in about this year um, you know it shows the Primitives made in his game in the last sort of two or three seasons uh, as I said scored 1,000 runs hit, hit another century on Saturday will um, beat Hornsey by seven wickets uh, George Coley Scored a 50 for Hornsey as they got 2 1 4 for 9. But, you know, Ryan going in the form that he's in, no hanging around. And they're racing victory, winning the inside 37 overs. So, you know, as you said um, just a few minutes ago, I think, you know, they can look back on the season of Stanmore in, 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 a, in a real positive way and think, you know, we, we've held our own in, in the league, had some really good, um, you know, victories this season, um, are in the League Cup final. And they've got a lot of good young players coming through the ranks as well. So I think the future is very bright for that club.
0: Yeah, they've done well, haven't they? Absolutely. Um, and talking of sort of, you know, the future being bright, I mean, North Middlesex have not had a great end to the campaign, have they? But they, they have got a whole host of players who we know can perhaps play a bit better than they have over the past four or five weeks. And they, they turned up with a few of the superstars to, to play Teddington, didn't they, in week 18?
1: They did. Yeah, they did, Dan. Um Luke, Luke Hullman and Joe Cracknell were both available, um, but unfortunately, one of, the, one of the other youngsters they've got on the production line is coming through the ranks. Uh, a young lad called J Mark Madden, I think, pronounce their name or Marden. Mm-hmm. Um, first, team, first, team debutant, scored top score of forty-seven, and that's no mean feat. You know, he took on the A team that regularly turns out for Teddington, and Andrew Brewster, Abhishek Jindal, as the Pollard. You know, these yeah. guys are you know, top-level bowlers, and sort of held his own against these guys and scored forty-seven. But again, North Batton batting was, you know, something they'll be thinking about next season. How can they improve on that? Let them down, and um, Tellington had no problems at all in chasing down the two one three. Joe Ludlow, uh, a new signing this year, who's, who's coming to the side, scored down a hundred. So, so Teddington ended the season the way they started it with a victory.
0: Yep. So that leaves them 15 points clear in the end, um, which I think is a fairly, you know, is, is a. Is it, it, about the right margin. I think they are definitely more than a win, better than anybody else. And that's uh, Shepherds Bush in second, and they are, you know, they're, they're what eighteen points at a of end as well. So uh, there's a bit of a gap there between between first and second, and second and third. The um, game you were involved in Hampstead Ealing. That was always going to be sixth seventh, wasn't it? And Hampstead ultimately won that one, so they finished sixth. Is that right? Yeah, Hampstead ended
1: the season well. Um, for Ealing um, by 77, seventy-seven runs in the end. They
0: ended well, didn't they? It? had a good,
1: a good, last month. I definitely feel their side. I talked to Ben after the game. Ben Fraser's captain, and he, you know, he definitely feels they have underachieved. Um, he thinks with the players they've got, with one or two additions next season, maybe in the bowling department, they can be serious title challenges. And I, and I definitely agree because their yeah, batting, um, Saturday was you know, their the top six was very strong, and they had two, two out. You know, we play um, Grayson and John I think her names are who are two good bats as well. So with the squad they've yeah. got. I definitely feel to today could be definitely challenging if they if they add the right players in in, in I think it, especially in the seam department they've got flock rose comes back good spinner if they get Steve McGiffin back the overseas as well you know he's a very good, good all rounder right. um yeah. them two on the side and they maybe as I said recruit one or two coming into into the bowling department I definitely feel they'll be a side lookout look out for next season because they've got what they've got as well they've got some seasoned hard cricketers and I looked when I umpire on Saturday I sort of looked around their side and I thought this is a proper team you know these guys. They kind of mean business um, and they they've know got what a sort do. of presence about the world as well on the pitch.
0: Game,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they all sort of quite experienced. I and mean, good on Ben, though, they did pick two young lads who played on Saturday. Um, one of them, a young kid called Jacob Boar, who played his first um, first seven game. I think, just, I think under 16 maybe. He was involved in a really good run out, which got rid of Scott Enton, who scored 40. Um, and Eden had a young lad called Hardrick Rajin Sir, who scored 50. So, you know, both clubs sort of blooded a few youngsters. Uh, which is always good to see in the season, get some good experience in for for their for future careers. But you know, ultimately it was Hampstead who who came out on top, um, and as I said, end the season pretty well. And I'm sure Ben sort of hoping next season they can just continue as they've ended the year and really sort of kick on and become a force again in, in the league.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean with you know if they can if they can perhaps recruit one or two players in certain areas, and that, that's obviously right, and, and they've got a core of really good cricketers. But I do sometimes chuckle when I hear things like that, because I heard, I'm not going to name the person who said it, because I don't want to embarrass them, but somebody said to me, you know, next year's going to be much better for us, because I tell you what, all we need is a bowler who can get 40 wickets. And I'm like, well no shit, you know, <laughs> any team in the entire league would benefit from a bowler who can get 40 wickets, but I sort of know what they mean, they're one bowler short is what they meant, yeah. but I thought, well, or yeah. you
1: number oh, 200 man. runs or 300 runs, you know, then you, you're getting players who maybe
0: score 900 runs, you'll be well yeah, away, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I just want to say, I mean, being, I mean, I've mean, i watched lots of cricket in my in my lifetime, um, lots of league cricket, and, you know, until you're in the middle, what, what I really thought to you is how good some of these players are. You know, when you're umpiring a game with that, you know, the quality. I mean, Robbie White was playing. You know, Steve McGiffin, BBL cricketer. You know, um, and you're in the middle, and you just appreciate how good some of these cricketers are, and you can just see how strong this our league is as well. You know, I was, I was just impressed with just, you know, the, the bowling, the, the fielding, the batting. Um, it's just, it's just it's another level. You know, so uh, our league's in, in a good position, I think. And in terms of the game, my my experiences, you know, as I said, I had a great. Um, after the game I came off I Felt you know, it was, it was tough because you have to concentrate so much and there's so much you've got to take in and there's new scenarios happening that you're not used to as, as an umpire which I haven't encountered before having an umpire the games I've done this year um, but I've learned lots um, and it's something that's going to you know, hold me in good set hope for the future um, so I actually yeah. mentioned a couple of people helping me out and um, Vinodger I mentioned earlier a National Panel umpire does a lot of our league games really supportive gave me some great tips um, pre- prior to the game and also I've got a mentor this year actually Sid Paul who's um, one of the legends of the umpire in the and he's, he's been helping out the season with some sort of feedback, watched me a few times as well. So those two really um sort of set me up um you know sort of some great ideas and you know just what to expect when I'm out there. But when you're in the middle then obviously it's a different story, isn't it, when it happens in, in, in person. But yeah, um as I said, good experience. Probably enjoy it and just wanted to actually mention it quickly just goes to show how um you know as an umpire you can never think you're at the top of your game, I suppose. You know, Matthew Watson who's one of them again one of my senior umpires on, on the panel um you know he sent a tweet out um the other day you know and this is a guy who's umpired 15 years on the in the panel at Middlesex um you know he's ended his 15th season and he said plenty things i didn't get right but happy I gave my best and i think if that's what we can all do as players and umpires and officials then the leagues in a good good position
0: absolutely yeah i, I did have a, when i saw the weather turning i did think of you a bit south i thought oh god we're going duck with Lewis here. This is going to get even more messy. But you, 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 did, did was there any drips of rain that made you uh, made you think duck with Lewis might be on the agenda, or did not quite get that far? Well, at, at, at the break, you have to get the sheet printed out. So
1: again, two fantastic scores, Deidre and Heather, really helpful, really supportive. So thanks oh, to as well. They're on, day. Day on yeah, the board, those yeah. too. So we had the Manchester the printer out. Right, thanks to Nick, um, and we had the sheet ready. So that 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 wouldn't have, I don't think that would be an issue. So the, the runner was more the thing they've got to be sweating. Rather than anything else, but um, no, that was a okay.
0: When there's runners about, doesn't it? I and it was, and, and there's also the young lads meeting as
1: well. You know, and you thought about the older players coming over, runners when the young, youngest player they've got in their side, I think. So, um, but yeah, it was all good in the end.
0: Excellent. Well, again, well done. I mean, I, I think it's a real sort of uh testament to to you know to, to your own point that you've been asked to do it. So, uh, so so great stuff onwards and upwards and all that and all that jazz. Um, I guess they're saying the same at Bronsbury and Finchley, aren't they? In Division One, because they are—they've been promoted. They are in the Premier League next year. And if I've got this right, the top five teams were playing the bottom five teams, and all of the top five teams won, didn't they? So there wasn't actually yeah. any change in the to, in, in the table at all, positionally uh, uh, in last in the last week of the season.
1: No, if it was like a, you know your cricket coupon and you put them all down, you've been quids in, wouldn't you? Your, your <laughs> five home teams or your, your five favourites winning. Um, yeah, Brian and Finchley bounced back into the Premier League. Both relegated last season. And sort of, you know, showing their their they to go back in again, and and will be playing Premier cricket next season. And um, Bron was a close yeah. one though, and one by nine runs. It wasn't really um, One hundred and sixty all out. Yeah. yeah. Um And you thought Winch, Winchmore Hill won for eight, one for five. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Bron were happy with saw the sort of team cheats and there was no Gatting playing because um, he, he, I think, he made made a bit of a difference, but he was invariable. So, but again, Winch won for for five, and it looked like there might be sort of like ruining, ruining the party, but. Um, bronze bronze fought back well. Um, I think a few nerves nerves kicked in at Winchmore, and the wicket started to fall, and uh, results in a run out and cue celebration, which I'm sure went on to um, well hours of the evening at at Bronze Clubhouse.
0: Yeah, I mean it's one of those ones, isn't it? You think Crikey, you know. If, if that went the other way, where would they have ended up? And of course, if it had been a close finish, they'd have got points for the close finish, which would still have ensued that they'd have gone up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I can imagine there was a, quite a lot of relief when that last wicket went down. And, and well done to James Overy and his boys. They've been there or thereabouts all year, very consistent and, um, you know, uh, um, re- respect due to them for bouncing back. Because it isn't always easy to bounce back from a relegation and, and they've done that with quite some aplomb. And I guess it's the same to Finchley, who had a much easier day when they played Wembley, didn't they? They won by 102 runs. Yeah. Just on Brom,
1: I mean, in, in, if we look at Div One, Prem, and Div Two, just to to show the teams that um, got promotion, all had a really good starts. So I think if you get yourself a good start, um, I think both all three clubs almost like maybe ticks out seven from the first three games of the season. Just get, you have that cushion, don't you? Of maybe having a, a dip later in the season, and you're still within, you know, a few points of people behind you or ahead of you, kind of thing. You have that sort of cushion to kick on and. You know, get a good start, so I think that's that's key. Then you, I think mean, that's quite a good thing to look out it's for this season. Done, you know, which side run. to get the good start. yeah, yeah makes a bit, well, a but yeah, Finchley. Um, their game a lot easier. They're um, I'm sure they'll start, have... so. they did actually, you're all right, Dan. Yeah, yeah, they did actually. I yeah. everything went down, unfortunately, after we had one of the players on the podcast, so maybe we've, we've cursed them after that. I'm not sure if that's yeah, us or yeah. not. Um, but yeah, good win, good win for Finchley, Kelly. Yeah, maybe people won't come on anymore. They'll be scared of what we might say about their teams and might, <laughs> and them going down. Um, Caleb James overseas, uh, He had a good year for Finchley. He scored 60. And then, you know, um, Finchley had a very, uh destructive attack with the new ball. Dave Burton, Seb, Freda hatchet. I mean, Wembley were in real trouble at two four at one point. Then 21 yeah. to five. They rallied. I mean, but when I say rallied, didn't get anywhere near Finch. 112 were out, so... Yeah, it was Finchley who came in second place and they'll be joining their sort of, you know, not-too-far neighbours,
0: Bronn back in their prime. Absolutely, absolutely. And Harris and Mary's, they sort of, in my mind at least, are getting this sort of reputation as being the bridesmaids a bit. So consistent seasons, another really consistent campaign, but not quite enough to get them that promotion slot. Although they, they didn't have too many problems on Saturday, did they, against Osterley?
1: No, I mean, it was just one of those days where I think the side's who uh almost had nothing to play for just went out some you know played really sort of free cricket in some kind of ways really no 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 pressure on them and then that resulted in wins as I said for as you mentioned now harris st mary's acting also in north london the three clubs who was in that sort of top half of the table aiming, aiming for promotion all had a nice way to the end of the season you know um with comfortable wins against uh it was uh enfield who acting beat and north london beat barnes so yeah I'm sure, you know, I think next season could be actually really interesting. Richmond coming down, Hornsey coming down. Um, Richmond will start favourites, I imagine, next season to go back up again. Um, And that second spot could be a real sort of, you know, humding of a
0: tussle between quite a few sides, really. Well, I mean, we could look at Division 2 as well, couldn't we? We'll get to that in a minute. But Harrow Town coming up, I mean, and that's a juggernaut that's been... Buccaneering along for the last two seasons So I'm really interested to see how they got on in In what's now getting to be a pretty decent standard of cricket So will Harritown carry on? We, we will find out in 12 months' time, won't we? Which is something to to, to look forward to And your side, North London, Sal They, they had a good end-of-season win there Nice convincing 60-run triumph against Barnes You've got a degree of unpredictability about them So I'm guessing you're probably pretty pleased to end, uh, end in such an emphatic way
1: And we definitely had a feel like an end-of-season the low-key affair, really, because if you look at the scorecard, Barnes used almost um, 10 bowlers. They used nine nine bowlers. Um, So, uh, as I said, definitely definitely one of the games where both sides were pretty relaxed. Two other young guys, um, Will Burridge and Matt Riley scored runs. And then, again, with our bowling, it was sort of pretty similar as well. We gave a few guys a bit of a chance to bowl and um, ended up using almost a similar amount. So, we actually used eight. So I mean it's, it's a nice end of season. Clubhouse was pretty busy on Saturday. Um, everyone's in good spirits. So it's, overall, we look back on it. There's some. There are some. You know, you, you talk about Richmond, and I'm sure most clubs will have a sort of similar situation. We look back on certain games and they think, you know, where did we lose that one? Another win could get us into a stronger position. But we can't really be too disappointed with our, with our finish. Actually, I'd say more our points total than actual finish because actually come come fifth in, this, in the table itself. But um, you know, we're in a season where. We've had sides, you know, five sides score over 100 points um, and 17 points split first to fifth, which does show how strong that sort of top half was this season. And then to be in, in that top half is something I think Alan, Alan captain, should be really happy about and the boys as well who contribute to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you picked up on something I, I noticed as well. I mean, North London finished fifth at 118 points, which by a mile is the most points that any side who's finished fifth in first 11 cricket has achieved north middlesex got 100 in in the premier league um indian jim Carner finished fifth in division two with 93 london tigers finished fifth in division three with with 103 so um you know to get 100 uh 118 points is, is impressive it does show that there's a gap between the top and the bottom of the league but you, you guys were promoted last year right you've you, you got to be happy with fifth place when you've been promoted you know that's that, that's a stabilizing year and, and you look to 2023 with a bit of positivity
1: Hundred uh, percent. You know, we, we know where we need really to sort of strengthen. Where I saw maybe where there's gaps potentially, um, and we've yeah. kind of identified them. So hopefully, if we can kind of fill in those gaps, and um, you know, we, we've got quite young squad as well actually. So some good young players, and actually a couple of them are going away this year as well to play cricket overseas. So that's that's not a bad yeah. thing. So you know, they'll come back with that experience of playing abroad. So yeah, um, you know, I'm sure um Alan, the captain, will be you know reflecting back on a good season and. Looking to build on it from for next season.
0: Yeah, I mean thinking about next season, Wembley and Enfield will. I I think part of them will probably be looking forward to next season because they're going to win a few more games. You'd think, but also Wembley will be disappointed in that they didn't have a bad start, and yet it drifted badly as the season went on. So I think they'll be definitely looking to regroup. And poor old Enfield, I think they've been one of the more unlucky sides about. Loads of odd injuries and uh, and, and weird things have been happening there. But I know Brad Sayers is moving on, possibly to North Ants, or possibly to Essex. Um, and and I, I hope that Enfield, you know, use next year to regroup in Division 2. And, uh, and, you know, I, I think such a good club as Enfield shouldn't be shooting down through the league. So my, my hope for them next season will be that they can consolidate a bit and then, and then and then Matt come back at this level because um, because you know I, I do think they're a long-standing member of the league with great facilities who um, you know who, who just need to you know regroup a bit and, and find their way back. If we move into Division Two, well um Harritown have been champions for about eight years. Um, we, we've known all about that. Yeah. Of course, they won at the weekend. They, they finished with a, a, a resounding victory against Southampton, right?
1: So, like I said, about, like Tellington and Bron, you know, started. You mean to go on, and and Harrington finishing the fantastic yep. season, you know, with, a, with another fantastic win again. Um, we're talking about players who've scored over a thousand runs. Sandra Mistra joins that club as well, who's one five four takes them into that category. Um, you know, they they on sort of discontinued, They they're just they just like, you know, like you said, they're juggling um and defeated Southampton by one hundred forty six runs. So, you know, I think next year definitely a dark horse if they keep the same squad. Sure, they may recruit as well. Um, these players obviously were far too good for Division Two, so the real test will be what can they do in Division One. And I'm sure um, players within the side and our if we read on the podcast, where well, the captain um, feels another positive years ahead of them.
0: Yeah, it won't be for the lack of planning. They, they clearly are a club that have got a plan and a strategy. And all of their teams have done really well. Their seconds had a fantastic second half of the season and won Division 1. They'll be playing Premier League cricket next year. Their lower sides lower down have been pretty impressive. So, you know, I respect you. we said it before, but as a club, Harry Town have made huge strides in the last couple of years. Um, and it's Southgate who are going to be joining them, right? They they won the shootout.
1: I mean, the game of the weekend, A lot apart from you, know, you guys playing against Crouch and maybe Richmond playing Bush was definitely this one here because, you know, first, second playing, third, whoever wins, this did one cricket and it's Southgate who playing did one cricket next season. Um, Low-scoring game, though, and they won by four wickets. I definitely felt um, beforehand on paper that this game was the battle of the overseas. So we've got Trent Keeper, um, who plays for East Coast Australian, and then we've got Josh Fisher from New Zealand who plays for Southgate. These two have had a really good season with, with bat and ball for their clubs. Um, and I definitely felt whoever has the biggest impact on this game may end up helping their team win the game. Um, Trent Keep was batting really well, got into his 30, looked like he could kick on from their good score. But um, if you get a chance, go into Southgate's Instagram page and watch this ball from Ben Elders, it's an absolute corker. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Left arm around the wicket, sort of pitches a middle hits off and you know takes that Trent Keep, and that was a key wicket. Ben Elders took four for 24. Um, that meant East Coast all out for one 3 9. But you know, East Coast have shown us here they've got a lot, a lot of character, a lot of durability. Um, Aviana opened the bowling bowl spin, took four for 21, including the wicket of Josh Fisher, who scored 46. Um, but it was down to the captain of Southgate, Phil Dunnett. He kept his cool, and he definitely did the job. Um, we were 39 not out innings, and it was Southgate who were now, I'm um, sure, had a big party and are now looking forward to come playing the on cricket next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, another great club, you know, fantastic facilities, always enjoy playing at the Walker Ground. Um, and, and good to see them having, having a good season. And, and you know, it's been intriguing to see how they get on next year. So their win gave them 120 points. Harrowtown, far away in the distance, 162. Eastcote ended on 107. But that gave Harrow the chance to, to leapfrog Eastcote uh, East and finish third. So and And that's on the back of a pretty good second half of the season. How I, I'm by them
1: last week actually Dan um, and I was really impressed, I've done them twice this year and um, yeah. I definitely feel you know, we, we talk about clubs adding players I just feel, I think they're one, maybe two players away maybe not even that really, of being a serious touch I think it seems we'd give two um, they've got a fantastic yeah. proper young players um, you know the game we did last week, they had an under-14 bowling, who was a very useful cricketer yeah. um, they've got a few other guys on the, who are in Middlesex County um, on the books there so and they've got two West Indian cricketers of, of good quality and you know, Ronaldette and the captain Kedilis Boris, who is who, a very good bat as well. So yeah, I think if they they if they can also, have had a seam bowler. Um, I think they could be a side to watch because they were a fantastic into the season. Um, I'm not sure they won their club that supper, with the June has been available just due to exams etc. So I'm not sure that's an issue next season. But if that's not an issue next season, I feel Harrow could be um, potential challenge for that's that sort phenomenal. of top two spot.
0: Mm, yeah, well, they've certainly come, come through very impressively to finish third. Um, you know, I respect due to them there. The battle for fifth and sixth was between Indian Gym and Highgate, and they played each other, and they swapped places, right? So it was Indian Gym that ultimately are going to finish fifth because they beat Highgate on the last day in what looks a pretty close one.
1: So Indian Gym have just in razor this season. So the last three games they've won by one by one wicket, being nine down, obviously. Um, it was Harrowtown two weeks ago, Eastcote. Southgate last week, and then Highgate this week. So yes, in the last three games they've they've won, um, they've won by winning by one wicket, which just shows you know again we teams, talk about integrity of the league, yeah, against I mean, yeah. What, or against the two promoted sides, you know, Harrow Town and Southgate, and then Highgate, who are no mugs themselves. So just again shows I uh, you know week eighteen means almost like week one to some teams. You know, you 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 just play the cricket that you want to play all season, and, and that was the case on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, um, Highgate um, unfortunately got defeat and. That's an Indian corner. Good little run. Continued in, And they ended up also, um, as you said, near, near, near 100 points. So I'm sure they'll be happy with that. And again, use it as a spring ball for next
0: season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, they were struggling with relegation for a bit or had relegation fears, at least, but they, they were well and truly put to bed. Um, the final game of the, the weekend, actually, was the two relegated sides. They they met and uh, neither could stay up. That They were too far away. But Ealing Trail Finders came out pretty convincingly on top, didn't they? They beat... Uh,
1: the Titans by 123 runs. Yeah, I mean, even Travifiers have a disappointing season. They, you know, they, they came up last season with Harrowtown, yeah. probably had high expectations, maybe of a good run in the, in the, in the division, they found it quite tough. I mean, one player hasn't found it tough, Shabazz Mair he's now also said we're talking about players getting a 1,000 runs. He's also in that sort of small group. Um, and I'm sure the question is next season, will he still be there? I mean, it just so Player with quality is sure he's got to be playing a higher level, unless he's got you know allegiance, which sometimes does happen at a level to the club. You know, if he's scoring a thousand runs in in div two and dropping back down to div three, it's almost a waste of a you know a regular career.
0: Yeah, well, being brutally honest, take those thousand runs away and where would Ealing Trail Finders be? And, And they would have considerably fewer points than 67, wouldn't they? So you do wonder, but at the same time. You know, I, I always admire people who who have an allegiance to a club. I mean, I, I certainly do, and you do. And um, you know, I, I wish him well, whatever he does. And if he stays with the Trail Finders, then he'll be a real handful in Division Three. I mean, goodness knows how many runs a score next year, just like he did last year. Right, Where he, he filled his boots pretty impressively. In terms of Division Three, um, we sort of knew where we were with, with that. Um, Wickham House and and Kenton were the sides that were were, were battling. Um, for the title, really, that we knew they were going to go up, but uh, they were battling for the title. And Wickham House came out on top, they um, just about beat, beat SKLP. Yeah, close
1: finish, I'm sure Hamza was sweating away there. Um, but yeah, they, they'd also was, been like over. we mentioned, front runners early on. Yeah, they'd be front runners early on in the season. Um, and they're they're worthy champions, you know, they've got a good sort of model of cricket, they're trying to play their good mix of young players. Players like Hamza, experienced player, really good captain, leads from the front. Um, and I think they're, they're worthy champions and they're, they're rightfully rightly taking their place in the Div 2 next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and fair play to Hamza Khan. We've mentioned him a few times before, but he stepped up and took 3 for 14 at the end of that innings. And SKLP, were, they were 136, uh, chasing 141. So, you know, Wickham needed needed something. Um, and, and one of the SKLP players, Baton 8, uh, Jagdis, Uh, Rabadea, he was 49 off 36 and he was looking like he was going to win it on his own until uh, uh, Tyler Malik got him so it looks like a a real humdinger of a game to to end the season Um, but as you say, it's an 18 game campaign uh, and ultimately the the, table is going to reflect the whole season and and I think Wickham House um, were probably just about the best side in in the division although Kenton weren't far behind them were they and they, they had a pretty convincing victory to round the campaign off too
1: Yeah, Cal Peshko, I'll be delighted that he's, he's done the job getting his side-back into, into Div 2. Good um, win against Stoke Newington, 2-4-2, two, two, play 1-4-3. So, um, and unfortunately, Stoke Newington will be going down with Edingham Williams.
0: Yep. Although, I, I did notice that had... Stoke Newington managed to beat Kenton, which they didn't, so it doesn't matter. Uh, um, then you know um, that then it might have been a lot closer in terms of whether they were, were going to stay up or, or not. Um, but uh, but but they didn't, and, and they they had a disappointing campaign. I think they will have expected um, expected a little bit bit more. Um, they'll be going down with Ealing Hanwellians, who lost against London Tigers. Another very unpredictable side on the day are quite impressive. Um Sammy Hyder didn't pay, so he, he wasn't about. So um so no Sammy Hyder watch this week, but he definitely does to interrupt there, mate. Right? You
1: made the same mistake that I did. Okay, what? you made the same mistake that I did. So I'm sure you look you looked at their scorecard and you open you open up the scorecard don't you and you think, okay, let's have a look at the scorecard there. So you go to the bowling and you yeah. see that he hasn't bowled. Okay. So you automatically assume he hasn't played. Then you go to the, then you go to the baton, right. don't you? So you go to London Tiger scorecard. You scroll down to number 10-11. You see you now Samuel Hyder. And if you scroll up, you'll see that he batted
0: yeah. five. Get away with your man! I, I, that's exactly what I did. I didn't look at five. What would I look at there for? Tell me more. Yeah. Well, I did the same. Well, there you go. So I batted five, um, faced ten balls. Hamtrinki scored. But well, first question: What on earth has he done to merit batting at five? This is a scandal. He's got about six runs all season. Um, well, how many did he score ten balls? I reckon he got he either got twenty three or naught. I'm going to go naught. Second one's right. He got naught. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe they've been listening to the podcast. Man. Maybe they've been listening. He's been badgering away and saying to, you know, come and got proved his I can bat, And, you know, the they gave percent. him a chance. So. I did exactly what um, We haven't
0: planned this, have week. I did exactly yeah. what you said. I looked at the number 10, 11. Oh, he's not there. He didn't bowl either. He didn't play. I didn't even think he might have had a five. Yeah. Right, he's done, a, done me like a kipper. Well,
1: that's what it says here. So, it may, it may be a typo. It may be a mistake. But I'm just going by what's on here. And he's down. Sammy Hyder. Um, Back number five. caught.
0: I like the idea of it, though. That Sammy's just said, I've had enough of this. Let me, let me bat. Let me bat. And, and he's, he's gone up the order. And <laughs> I'm glad he's been as consistent there as he has been elsewhere. But as, for those who don't know, of course, we're saying this because he is a legendary bowler in terms of the number of wickets he's taken. Uh, and he's taken more wickets in the league than he has scored runs. And this season has carried on that trend. So, Sammy, if you're listening, we love you. And we wanna, we, we'd love to speak to you on the pod about what is a really impressive career in the Middlesex County League. And if we move into Division 4, Sal, well, K-Plus have ended as champions. They're nine points ahead of Old Isleworthians. That's 149 versus 140 in terms of the points. It's not um, something Old Isleworthians will be losing that much sleep over because all four of their sides in the league got promoted this year. Which is a pretty impressive feat when you think about it. So congratulations to the old Azarworthyans boys. They might not have won Division Four, the Division Four title, but they did come second and they got promoted. As did all of their other teams. So, um, so that's pretty impressive in and of itself. On the last day itself, though, Sal K Plus um, did the business against Lanka Lions, didn't they?
1: Yes, uh, quite an easy win in the end, really. Um, K Plus posted two one six and bowled at Lancashire for one five seven. Um, and and Olive's a bit more bit more of a tougher game for them. Um one by three wickets, chasing down Harris, West Harris West one for one four four, gotten for a loss of seven wickets. Um so yeah, they'll be they'll be really happy they've managed to secure that second spot.
0: Yeah, I mean and I think disappointing though it isn't though it is to, to not win the title, coming second and getting promoted is surely something that they've accepted in week one. So um I'm pretty sure they'll accept it in week 18 as well. Bredsborough, um, with with a, the, the late challengers there, they, they had a good second half of the season. They also won um, via DLS against Friends United because there was a bit of rain about uh, at the weekend, which, of course, was the first weekend of the whole campaign where we've seen uh, um, significant rain. Um, but they they got through, they won, uh, but their promotion charge obviously just came a little bit too late and they finished 10 points behind old Isle Worthians. At the bottom, North London Muslims and Pinner Challengers both went down. Uh, they played each other on the last day. That seemed to happen quite a lot this year, Sal, actually. The bottom two ended up playing each other. The fixture computer playing its games. Um, and North London Muslims won. They beat Pinner on the last day. Um, but Headstone Manor's abandonment against Kensington Chelsea meant that uh, Headstone Manor got three points, and that was enough for them to stay up. So um, it's North London Muslims and Pinner Challengers will be in Division 5 next year um in terms of division five well there was plenty going on there as well actually willow leather are the champions they're five points ahead of london sportif um, um but they did to be honest get a bit lucky uh, in the end willow leather had a great season but they lost on saturday to swami Bappa. swami Bapa, a team who can beat anybody and lose to anybody they've got a really unpredictable record and uh, and, and I don't mean that as a criticism. I just think it's really, you know, that they, they can come up with great performances, or they can, uh, that they can really stall. But that's the wonder of cricket for us. Um, they certainly turned up on Saturday, beat the champions uh, um, by four wickets. Uh, London Sportif they were abandoned uh, against Priory Park when the rain came, and they were 110 for one at the time, so they were clearly flying, which meant they only got three points, which means they're they're stuck. Five behind um, Willow Leather, and they will go up London Sportive, but they won't be going up as champions. Um, at the bottom, Sal what happened there? So
1: um, at the bottom here, we've really um, we knew that obviously um, Eden Trailfinders were are relegated along with Peshwa, um, but Eden Trail, for, Eden Trail, Eden, Eden, yeah, Eden Three Bridges, yeah. Eden Three Bridges. Sorry, too many innings in this league. Um, they actually um, beat Peshwa, yeah. didn't they? So uh, again, one eight nine played one five true. six. Um, but they were already down so but pressure would actually stay up if they'd won the game wouldn't they so it was a bit of a, an interesting battle down at the bottom yeah, wasn't as it there?
0: transpires yeah. Um,
1: but yeah so unfortunately pressure went yeah. um, uh, down um, and then, then we had United Sports and this is a bit of a run fed wasn't it Dan that against Perryville
0: yeah I love this one if you look at the details of this result I mean United Sports against Perryville great game
1: Yep, United Sports two five nine for nine, chasing two five, three for seven against Pro So again, had they lost, they would have gone down. So it was it was real I'm sure all the three clubs were trying to check play cricket as much as they could see what's taking place. It must have been a really sort of nerve wracking situation going through these tides. But as I said, um it was United Sports who, who managed to uh, sort of stay up, isn't it?
0: Yep. And I love the scenario. If you look at the scores there, Sal, so they're chasing two five three for seven. So they must have been on two five three for nine. Because they ended up with 259 for 9. So let me get this right. You've got your last pair at the, at the crease. You need to win to stay up. Um, and what do you do? That smashed it for six, obviously, <laughs> 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 because there's no other way that they, you know, they got six runs ahead of, 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 of Perivel. So, um, so, so the guy who was the hero, was a guy called Pratik Patel, I assume, not the Pratic Patel from the Prem because he was playing elsewhere. 51 not oh. out, not out, off 30 balls to keep United Sports in Division Five next year. So, uh, well played, well played, those guys. Uh, that's a pretty impressive chase to, to, to keep you, um, to keep you in the division. If we're talking about runs though, Sal, well, as ever. If 6 is probably the best place to go because we had another um uh, um run run fest uh, with london super kings didn't we
1: who are the champions so congratulations London super kings uh yeah. super kings yeah. by name and nature's well by looks of it i mean they they am probably discussing their scored 400 but 399 for seven um mainly down to a fantastic double century from abhishek uh, gaganeja He scored 228 off only 139 balls, which is some going, isn't it? I'm sure they must have lost a few balls when he was um, teeing off. Um, And Harry Millennium, who who were the victims of uh, that onslaught, ended up 115 runs all out. So, yeah, Super Kings champions with a 12-point advantage over um, both Youth Wing and United Sporting Club, who who actually both
0: finished level in points, didn't they, Dan? They did, yeah. And um, that's one of those ones where we had to dig a bit deeper to, to find out, who was going to go up in second place because they did have the same amount of points. Um, and of course, Division 6 is win-lose cricket, right? So that, so there's no time cricket. So if you're going to finish on the same points, you're probably going to have won the same amount of games. And that's exactly what happened. And that's the first tiebreaker. So the second tiebreaker then is the head-to-head record. And although they beat each other once, uh, it goes then in those circumstances in Division 6 on the number of points you gained. And Youth Wing... Um, got 12 points uh, because they won one and then got two points in their defeat and United Sporting Club got 11 points because their wow. defeat was a little bit bigger as it were uh, when they played youth wing so 12v11 and for that reason it's youth wing that were going to get promoted and of course had that not been the tiebreaker then we were in toss of a coin territory which would have been highly entertaining for everybody else other than the people involved um, but thankfully uh, it didn't quite get to um, get to that Um Elsewhere, well, Tamil United didn't weren't able to, um, you know, to, to gain any more points. They, they finished bottom with 11. Um, and I guess Division 6, I'm not sure what format Division 6 is going to look like next year. Sal, do you have any info on that? Do we know? Is it, no, it going to uh, be, become Division 6 and Division 7, maybe?
1: Good point, Dan. I'm not sure. I mean, this, if, if more clubs are you know, requesting to join the league, which could happen, I suppose. Um, maybe they to extend it. But I've not heard no. any, um, you know news and what might take place yet. So, yeah, wait and see to the AGM, yeah. I imagine.
0: Find out then. Absolutely. My, my feeling is, of course, it's already too big, as it were. It, it's it's already got how many teams? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's already got twelve teams that I think the league would probably be looking to make that, if if possible, maybe two tens. Um, but we will see in the AGM will no doubt reveal all. In terms of our highest and lowest scores, well, I guess 399 is going to take some beating, isn't it? Yep, sure
1: is. I mean, any, any level to get that is, is going to take some beats. So, yeah, um, first-level score goes to the London Super Kings, 3 9 for seven. Decent effort. And the lowest
0: score this week?
1: Unfortunately, it goes to Tower Hamlets, so 66 all-out in their game against Actonians, who reached that target for the loss of four wickets.
0: Yeah, so relatively straightforward for Actonians. And the three nine nine was pretty obviously, although we have a... Biggest scores this season, or generally from Division 6, quite frankly. Uh, that was the biggest score yeah. in the league, including all the seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, etc. Um, but there was a lower score than 66, wasn't there?
1: It was. The Eden Trailfinders, unfortunately, in their fourth 11, um, all at 59 against Old Eyes, who amassed 368. So it must have been a long day for the Trailfinders players.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about the background to that game, but I imagine you've been in Trailfinders and having to, you've probably got a weak side. You've probably got, you know, who knows? They may probably, they may not have had 11 people on the field. And then you've got Uh. chase G368 against a Buccaneer in Old Eyes. Um, Yeah, tough gig, but um, that's the way it goes sometimes, I guess. Um, Talking of teams that have done well, Old Eyes, as we've mentioned, Actonians. Did have their party, Sal. We, we've mentioned that over the last ten years, none of their sides has gone up or down out of any of the divisions. Well, that changed on Saturday because um, their their threes got promoted out of Division Three by beating Harrison Marys. It uh, was a close one, one hundred seventy-eight versus one hundred eighty for eight, and they were fifteen for four, and then fifty-eight for six. But Aaron Tora got fifty-four not out. And, um, and took them home, and he needed to because uh, the, the, the people, they were going head-to-head with the hamster fifths, and they beat Richmond fifths, and they'd gone up, had Actonians thirds um, lost. So the, finally, Actonians have a promotion or a relegation to celebrate, and I've got no doubt that they parted long into the night um, to, to cheer the fact that they've, um, yeah, that the Actonians threes will be going up a division for next season. Um, you had one or two stats on the amount of runs scored as well, Sal, that I thought might be quite, quite interesting to talk about here very briefly. Um, what yeah,
1: were just, just, I mean, we mentioned already about the 1,000 runs being scored by four players this season, which has never happened at all. So Joel Curtis, yep. Steve Ryan Gold, Shabazz Mir and uh, uh, Sanjay Mishra uh, have all scored over 1,000 runs, which, as I said, is, is, is a new sort of achievement within the league itself. And also, I was just checking last week, actually, and just checked this weekend as well, that um, we've not had a season where um, we had many players score over 100 runs. So... I think there's 12 players this year. He have scored over 800 runs in the season. I think the best before that was maybe five, and that was around maybe 2003, 2004. So, um, just goes to show obviously, wickets are a really good season. We've had an 18 um, uh, week sort of season, to almost. And maybe the the format's changed as an influence as well. You know, playing this sort of format of time, then over to cricket um, makes makes batting easier. I'm not sure. But the interesting sort of trend to sort of notice, as I said, having um, so players scoring that amount of runs is, is is a new high in terms of what's happened before in the season, in the league.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's. There's, there's lots that could be discussed there as to why that might be, whether it's bowling not being quite where it was, wickets being more helpful to batters, changing formats. There's plen- plenty of variables that come into that, but w- whatever the variables are. A lot of runs have scored this season. That's that's pretty clear. And um, moving forward, actually, we're going to have another pod in the next probably ten days or so, where we we take a look back at, at some of the highs and lows of the season and look at some of these the, these stats. Not, not that it's going to be a stats pod necessarily, but look at some of the things that have happened and try to you know try to pinpoint what you know what we think are some of the lessons moving forward from uh, from this season. Before we do that though, there's one or two bits of cricket still left to be played, aren't there? There's cup finals on the agenda.
1: There are indeed, Dan. So this weekend we have got um, in, in the, the League Cup, which is, again, we mentioned before, Premon did one size into that. Um, Ealing take on Stanmore. That's going to be held at Richmond. And then we have got a real cracking game in, in the trophy. So the top two from Division 2 will take each other. So can Town secure the double? Or can Southgate spoil the party? So Southgate play Harrowtown. And that takes place at Southgate. Both matches start at 11 a.m. Um, so if you, you're at a loss, what to do? And you're down against to to Ikea this weekend and you try and nip out for one more game of cricket to watch or, you know, spectate, then this Saturday either head to Richmond or to Southgate.
0: Yeah, well, the angle definitely. I'm going to high gear at Wembley, darling. And of course, Richmond ain't that far. On Wembley, you can you can nip in there, or you can miss the turning and end up going past it and going up to sides. That's the, that's the way, uh, the way the way I'll be playing. It. So I think I'll probably go and, and see one of those games, possibly the Ealing one, because super ways of ending the season. Um, and uh, and there'll be 2 there'll be two interesting games of cricket for sure. So um, so I'd really encourage folks to to support them. And, and you went to one last year, Sal, didn't you? you? Went to the North London one, and you said there was a fair few people watching.
1: That was two things. That, that was the sort of the COVID season that we had so um, Two seasons, yeah, yeah. 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 But that was at Winchmore Hill against Winchmore Hill that was a really good day I mean Southgate won the, actually the cup last year so they are on, on course through to retain it so um, you know as I said that game's a real mm-hmm. fruity one you've got side game for the double um, against last year's winners uh, and both got promoted so there's lots to play for and again with Ening as well and Stanmore both have you know had relatively good seasons but haven't won the trophy so they won in cap the year off with a, with
0: a you know something to put in the cabinet back at the clubhouse yep yeah, proper cup finals. They'll, they'll, they'll be good days. So, if you do find yourself in a loose end on Saturday, then strongly encourage folks to go and go and have one more cricketing hurrah this summer by watching uh, one of those two uh, um, two cup finals. There is, however, another cup final of a different context that people might want to be aware of, isn't it? Yeah, so um, I'm sure people know there's a national competition
1: which takes place from the, which all the counties enter, and it's based around senior cricket. So um, you yeah, have over over fifties, over sixties, over seventies down. So you know when you get into later years and the twins are happy wow. and married off and do what they have to do and you want to play a bit of cricket, mate. That could be uh, something to get, the, to, get the, to get the whites out for, maybe, um, you know. But, yeah, so... Um, Worth waiting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you've got good number 25 left for you, mate, before you finish your career. Um, so, yeah, so, so our over 50 side um, have done a, have a great season so far. I'm going say ours and Middlesex in general as a county um, and they're actually in the national final. So, they're going to be playing against Essex um, on Sunday 11th of September. Uh, at Arundel Castle which is a fantastic venue to watch cricket and um, even better to wow, play there as well so that takes place in 11th September 11 o'clock start Just um, some of the guys that do sort of regularly turn out still within within the league itself um, Rob Nelson from Bronsbury, um James Williams from Bronsbury. um there's a few guys who, who used to play for, who played for um, Uxbridge in the past who are also playing for the, for the side yeah. at the moment so as I said there's lots of sort of faces that are you know past and even present players within the the Middlesex County Cricket League, who will be in this side that will hopefully um, bring the trophy back to Middlesex. So, yeah, so good luck to those guys um, in, what is it going to be, uh, just a few days' time, isn't it? In several weeks' time, I think it is. Um, Yeah, next
0: Sunday. I think Abrazar from Uxbridge is involved in that as well, isn't he?
1: Abrazar, we've got um, Navin Samaracoon from from Stanmore, Alistair Fraser, also Mm -hmm. from Stanmore, um, Camus Desai, Who's played for I think Harrow Town and maybe Kenton and now played for West Harrow. Um, Mark Rochester, I think he also plays for Ruxbridge. So there's three Ruxbridge boys in there. I mean, you'll be no surprise to know, but it's, it's a predominantly a spin attack. Um, not many not players there. He's sort of running off 10, 8, ten to twelve yards and bowl nine overs in the spin. So um, yeah, it's a very spin-led attack. Um, and as you know, hopefully, as I said, um, it will be
0: a, um, a good day out for those guys and they'll come back with the trophy. Yep, fingers crossed. And as you said before, proper venue. That, that is a really nice place to play cricket. So, um, yeah, very best of luck to to, to the over fifties in there, in their quest to bring back some silverware. Um, now, as I indicated before, we we've been, as you well know, Sal, and our regular listeners will know, we we tend to record on a weekly basis. But big apologies for anybody uh, who was chomping at the bit to hear last week's podcast. That was purely down to my own um, internet troubles in various places actually which, which I won't bore people with. Um, but moving forward we probably won't have a weekly podcast um, but we will certainly periodically do podcasts on issues that come up, on topics that need discussing and the first of those will be uh, a, um, a review of the season um, just, just going into things in a bit more depth about lessons that we've learned and things that we've seen. Moving forward, we're going to hopefully speak to um, Joel Curtis about his campaign, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll produce that as soon as we can. And then through the winter, um, we'll we'll pop up regularly in your respective inboxes um, as and when um, things need uh, need discussing. Um, moving through yeah. to the winter, Sal, you're a football fan, I guess. So is football going to take over from now on in? If if IKEA doesn't,
1: yeah, I'm a bit of a football fan. I also, like my horse racing, so that will keep me busy during the winter. Oh, um, yeah. So I might trip down to Ascot, down maybe, down to your neck of one, one, one winter's evening, one winter right, day yeah. actually. Can hook you up and say, let's go and watch some racing. But yeah, um, yeah. obviously people know I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, pretty pleased with our start and hope it continues and a bit of racing as well. So that'll keep me busy. So yeah, um,
0: I'll, I'll survive. Excellent. We can do a I can show you the Delights of Ascot's culinary offerings on a race day because as a resident I get free tickets out. So, yep, if you're in, in the house, let me know. and We'll uh, we'll, go, we'll go and sample what I guess would be an Ascot race course tea. Okay, so thanks very much to everybody for listening. As I say, we're not going too far, but we'll be a little less frequent in our podcasting. But if you've got any feedback that we can take on board for 2023, we're all ears. Drop us a line. Um, if you want to come on the podcast, let us know. We'll see what we can do. And, um, and as I say, winter well, we will remain in touch. Okay. Thanks very much, folks. Cheers, Dan. Cheers, out. Bye.